Welcome to the teaching ministry of Calvary Port St. Lucie. Let's join lead pastor Mike Wiggins with the message, Calvary Christian Academy. All right, well, I hope, I hope you've heard this at least 100 times, but Calvary Christian Academy will be a Christ-centered school that offers students an excellent education along with a strong biblical worldview. Did you see those three points? Christ-centered, excellent education, strong biblical worldview. Now, right from the very start, in fact, even way before day one, Calvary Christian Academy is gonna seek membership and accreditation with what's known as ACSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International. And so ACSI, um, they're, they're focused on helping students to develop both academically and spiritually. Academically and spiritually, they share the same heartbeat as us, so we're gonna partner with them for accreditation in the future. Uh, but before we're, uh, because we're gonna do that, I thought it'd be great to show you just a three-minute or so video um, that helps cast vision for not just our Christian school, but Christian education in general. And so check this out. Who can fathom the mystery of a seed? So small and delicate, yet powerful enough to split rock, to withstand the elements, to find its way. Sunlight, water, and with time, the smallest transforms into the largest. But without nurture and protection, the harvest will never come. As a nation, we're seeing the effects of academic decline, spiritual suffocation, and cultural decay. Globally, the U.S. ranks 17th in science and 25th in math, and close to 60% of high school graduates fall short of college readiness benchmarks. Schools are struggling. One in four high school students admit to being offered illegal drugs and know of gang activity inside their school. 44% of U.S. adults have left their faith. And with marriage rates at a 100-year low, the institution of marriage has diminished. And the list goes on. The Association of Christian Schools International is committed to stemming the tide in developing academically prepared leaders who train young people to be wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ and engage in their churches, communities, and workplaces all around the world. With a focus on academic excellence and spiritual formation, ACSI member schools are some of the best in the world. Did you know that accredited ACSI schools academically outrank other private religious schools in their graduation course requirements? And when compared to public high schools, they rank higher in graduation rates, with those graduates going on to attain more years of higher education. 
Not only do ACSI schools maintain rigorous academics, they are committed to holistic growth, which means that spiritual formation is at the core of a student's life. The International Carter Study found that graduates rank significantly higher than their peers in the areas of respect for authority, moral integrity and character, a long-term life commitment to Jesus Christ and to their church. The results are undeniable. And yet there are thousands of seats that go unfilled in ACSI member schools every year. That's why we invite you to consider Christian education for your child today and help us cultivate the seeds of academic innovation, knowledge, stewardship, and faith for generations to come. All right, so the statistics do not lie. We're in a crisis in our nation. And so we're gonna partner with the best. Again, we're gonna seek membership and accreditation with ACSI. We're looking forward to that future partnership in the future. Now, when you plant a seed in the soil, when you do that, when you get ready to uh, plant that seed, the seed seems so small, right, so tiny. When you look at that seed, if you didn't know better, you would wonder, how can something so tiny one day become something so substantial? How can something so little one day becomes something so significant. But, but, but you guys know the story, right? With the right um, nourishment, with the proper environment, with the right nurture and care, after you plant that seed, what happens? It sprouts and it begins to grow. And then if you continue to give it the right environment and nurture and care, it continues to grow and one day it becomes a fully developed fruit tree that yields abundant fruit. Ladies and gentlemen, our children are like seeds that are planted in our homes. God gives us our kids, and he gives our kids to us for a season, and he tells us as parents to give our kids the right environment, the right training, the right nurture, and the right care, and if we do that like seeds, what happens is they grow. They sprout against all odds. They begin to grow mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually, and if we continue to give that right environment, nurture, and care, they one day develop into that fully developed, like a fruit tree, yielding fruit. They become young men and women who reach their God-given potential. Let me say that again. They become young men and women their God-given potential. What does that look like? That looks like a young man or a woman who is, has developed both academically and spiritually, that they possess both knowledge and wisdom. They possess both intelligence and spiritual vitality. They possess both competence and Christ-likeness, and you need both. You see, in our nation today, we have a lot of competent, intelligent people, but they're about that shallow spiritually. They don't have any walk with God, great minds, but no walk with God at all. We wanna help develop kids who are competent and Christ-like, who grow into that mature fruit tree and yield abundant fruit. It can happen. Now, there's a promise in the Bible that should inspire every parent who's listening today. It's Proverbs 22, six. It says, train up a child 
in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ever heard that verse before? That's a principle in the word of God. Train up a child in the way that he should go. Parents, give them the right environment, give them the right nurture, the right training, and the right care. Train them up in the way that they, they should go, and then when they're old or older, they will not depart from it. In fact, you know, you give them this incredible experience growing up in your home, you're imparting wisdom, you're imparting knowledge, you're imparting righteousness into their little hearts, they're growing, 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 but how many of you know that even Christian kids sometimes rebel for a season, right? How many of you guys know that even Christian kids wander off for, for a season? But here's the principle of the word of God, that if you did your job, nobody's perfect, but if you did, you did your job as a parent, you made that impact. The principle is when they're older, hopefully it won't take till they're 90, but when they're older, they will choose the path of wisdom and righteousness. Parents, we have a huge responsibility, and that responsibility is that we are primarily responsible for the development and discipleship of our kids. More than anybody else on the planet, God holds parents accountable for their own kids and tells them to train their kids up in the way they should go. Parents, more than anybody else, are primarily responsible for the mental, physical, emotional, social and spiritual development of their child. And one day, moms and dads, we will give an account to God as to how we did as parents. Now, how many of you know that God wants us to succeed as parents? Do you really believe that? Let me try that again. Do you believe that a loving father who's a parent himself wants you to, to succeed, mom and dad? Do you believe that? Yes. yes, he does, absolutely. And so what has he done? He's given us his word. And God tells parents this in Deuteronomy 6. These words have I commanded you today, and they shall be in your heart, mom, dad. God's word needs to be in your heart. And then you shall teach them diligently. To who? Your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And so the first thing that God wants parents to do is to get his word down deep in our hearts. And that means that you have to excel in the discipline of daily devotions. What does that mean, dad? What does that mean, mom? That means that you don't blow the dust off your Bible once a week to come to church on Sunday but you're in the word of God every single day, that Jesus is your best friend and that he has his principles in the word of God and you're pouring over them every single day and allowing his word and his principles to go down deep in your heart. If you've never had a discipline of a daily Bible study, I encourage you to start in the New Testament. Get that down, then go to the Old Testament, but get God's word in your heart. And then God says, I want you to teach my word to your kids diligently, diligently. I want you to talk about my word when you're sitting down at home, when you're walking around. 
I want you to teach my word to your kids when you're sitting with them, walking with them, before you go to bed, and when you get up in the morning. What is God saying? The God, the only one true God, the God who created you. What is he saying to you, mom? What is he saying to you, dad? What he's saying is I want my word, the principles of my word to be part of natural conversations that you have with your kids every single day of your lives. And you don't have to preach to your kids. You don't have to point your finger at their face. By the way, don't do that because they're just gonna put the wall up. What you have to do is just use it in natural conversation. You don't even have to quote book and chapter and verse. Just share his principles. Let me give you an example. I'll just take one little snippet out of the week. It's Saturday morning. Your uh, little 10 and eight year old, it's time to go to the soccer game. It's an early morning game. So you load them up in the back seat and Mom and dad, you're driving to the soccer field and there's the sun coming up and there's the clouds and it's just a beautiful sunrise. Well, what do you do? You, you use that as a teaching moment. You say, hey, son, hey, daughter, whatever, whatever their names are, check that out. Isn't God amazing? Yay, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You didn't evolve from monkeys. You have a God who created you, who knit you together in your mother's womb, Psalm 139. And he loves you. And so you take advantage of that. And then you get to the, you know, of course, how many, how many guys know the kids listen half the time? And so that went right over their heads and now they're punching each other in the back seat. <laughs> and so what do you do? You don't lose it, you don't scream, you don't beat the steering wheel and start cussing in front of them. You use that as a teaching moment. And you talk to them about how Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Hey, are you loving your sister right now? No, of course not. And then you get to the field. Dads, take your son to the side before the game start, starts and say something like this. Hey, whether you eat or drink, son, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. You're out there, not for your glory, but for God's glory. I know you can score from 40 yards out. I know that you can dribble the soccer ball 150 times on your knees. None of that matters. You're out there for God's glory. So run them over in Jesus' name. Give your all. You know, so you're down on your knees and you're instructing your son, dad, with biblical principles. And then if they're sitting on the bench and they got an attitude, you put your arm around them and you say, hey, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Just keep practicing, just keep working hard. You're gonna get there. You'll be out in the field before you know it and you encourage them. How many of you guys know your kids need love and encouragement every single day, right? Every day, put the encouragement in there, but also put the word of God in there as well. The coach rings them out and they got an attitude toward their coach, again, moms, dads, you take them to the side and you say, hey, it says in Romans 13, seven, give respect to whom respect is due and give honor to whom honor is due. Son, that's your coach. God put him in your life. He's your authority. Change your attitude. Respect authority. By the way, what happened to that in our culture? It's gone. And what we see is a whole new generation of people with a lack of respect for authority. It's because moms and dads aren't doing their jobs. And when this instruction, and I just gave you a little snippet on a Saturday morning, you can do this every day. 
as parents do their job and they communicate these principles from God's word to their children, guess what? After a while, bing, the light goes on and they start to develop wisdom. How many of you guys want your kids to have wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to discern between truth and error and then follow the truth and shun the error. How much do we need that in our culture today? Wisdom. Now, Solomon, speaking of wisdom, was the wisest man in the whole world. And when he was an adult, he looked back at how David, his daddy, raised him. And he had some fond memories. And he had this to say in Proverbs. So this is an adult Solomon talking about his childhood. When I was a son with my father, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Now, we all know that David was far from perfect as a man or as a dad. We have all read, I hope, First and Second Samuel. And so uh, we can relate to some of the failures in David's life. But here's what, even though he blew it in raising some of Solomon's older siblings, he wanted to get it right with Solomon. And so do you see the picture? Do you see the dad, David, telling his little boy, Solomon, son, you need to get wisdom. You need to get insight. Don't forget, don't turn away from the words of my mouth. And so David, with all his faults, took his responsibility to train his son in wisdom and in righteousness. It was most likely David who, before all this, wrote this in the Psalms. He said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? That's where it all starts. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and all those who practice it have a good understanding. The fear of the Lord, having a deep respect and reverence for the God of the Bible. That's where wisdom just begins. And so if you wanna be wise, you gotta fear God. Now, how many of you guys honestly believe that our nation, United States of America, fears the God of the Bible? Do you think we do? Not even close. Not even a little bit. God was kicked out of our schools how many years ago? Kicked out of the public arena how many years ago? The God of the Bible, nowhere to be found in our culture today, except, by the way, in Bible-believing, Christ-centered local churches like the one you're sitting in today. Where, where's God? So where's the fear of God in our nation? It doesn't exist. And that's why our nation has become so foolish. That's why we lack wisdom. Millions of parents no longer fear the Lord. The result has affected their kids. The results have been devastating to the kids. You watched the video, you heard the stats. Academic decline, spiritual suffocation, cultural decay. Globally, the US ranks 17th in science, 25th in math, and listen to this, 60% of all students in America 
fall short of college preparedness. 60% of students in America fall short of college readiness benchmarks. I don't know about you, but that's unacceptable. What are we gonna do, just sit on our hands and let that continue in our nation? Let the decay continue? Let the spiritual suffocation continue? Let the academic decline continue? One in four students admit to being offered illegal drugs on their school campus. One in four. One in four uh, students uh, know of gang activity inside their school. I'm just barely scratching the surface to the real story. And what is the result? 44% of United States adults have left their faith. Wow. I'm just wondering, you can answer out loud, do you guys think there's a better way? Let me just ask that again. I really want everyone to respond if you believe there's a better way. You heard all the sad statistics. Do you actually believe there's a better way? Yes. Yes. And that's why we're gonna build a Christian school. That's why we're gonna move forward with this school. We're gonna make a difference. And you might say, you'll never make a difference in the world. You'll never make a difference in our nation. Well, hey, that's probably true, but we can make a difference in poor St. Lucie. We can make a difference on the Treasure Coast. Hey, guess what? Even in our culture today, God's still into the family. He's into the family. He's into a mom and a dad coming together in holy matrimony and then having sex within the covenant of marriage and raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, imparting God's principles into their little hearts and lives and watching those kids like a seed grow up into a fully developed fruit tree, reaching their God-given potential. Young men and women who have moral integrity, young men and women who respect authority, young men and women who actually fear God. God wants that to happen even in our culture. But if we just sit on our hands and let the world go to hell, of course nothing will happen. We got to stand up and do something. Now, as I said earlier, parents are primarily responsible for the development and discipleship of their kids. Parents are primarily responsible before God for the development and discipleship of your kids. Moms and dads, I want you to think about that right now. You who have kids in your home, God holds you responsible. Now, that may seem like a daunting task in our culture today because when God gave his command in Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7, 1,500 years before Christ, when God said, hey, I want you to impart my word when you're sitting down, walking around, when you're, before you go to bed, after you get up in the morning, Okay, it was a lot easier back then. You know why? Because they lived primarily in an an agrarian society, farming. And so, hey, dad didn't have to fight traffic in 1500 BC, he just went out in his backyard. And he began to farm, and guess what he did? He brought Junior with him. So many times he got to spend all day with his son imparting wisdom and a strong work ethic. How much do we need that in our culture today? into his children, into his sons. And a lot of times the girl stayed with the mom and she got all day with the girl. 
that is gone. That's not coming back. And so I know you've got jobs. I know moms and dads both work. I know the time with your kids since 1500 BC, Deuteronomy 6, has greatly diminished. And yet God still holds us in this generation today, moms and dads, parents, primarily responsible for the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, social development of our children. And it may seem like a daunting task. Well, that's where we wanna step in and help. We don't wanna take your place. No one can take your place as a mom or a dad. But if you're taking notes, here's the next point. Calvary Christian Academy wants to partner with parents and help them with the development and discipleship of their children. We want to partner with you in the discipleship of your kids. Now, that is what this church has been all about for 13 and a half years, making disciples, helping people become lifelong followers of Jesus Christ. And because Calvary Christian Academy will be a ministry of Calvary Port St. Lucie, that is what our school will be all about as well. And so making disciples, helping kids become all that they can be, both academically and spiritually. Now, when it, as a church, man, we're at a disadvantage. Quite frankly, as a pastor, I could let this discourage me if I'm not careful. But as a, as a pastor, I know that when it comes to discipleship, we have one shot per week, Sunday morning, for an hour and 15 minutes. And so that's why we take full advantage of that hour and 15 minutes and you come in here and we've got a worship team that's ready to lead you in the presence of God and God's presence is all over this place and your heart is softened by his presence and then guess what? Here comes the word of God straight from, his, from the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Okay, we'll never change that. But that's just once a week. If you're part of the core team of this church, what's the core team? The core team are those who connect, serve, grow, invite, and give. If you're part of that core team, then we got about two shots per week at discipleship. Sunday morning and then um, a life group environment during the week. But is everybody see me smiling right now? When it comes to our future school, guess what? We get to disciple your kids every single day, Monday through Friday. And that's an awesome thing. That's an exciting thing for me and our future school staff. And so um, we're gonna do that, by the way, disciple your kids in a socially safe environment. I wanna emphasize that as well in this society that's deteriorating, in this culture that's deteriorating, in this culture um, um, where, where moral decay is everywhere, we're gonna do our best to provide that socially safe environment for your young son or your young daughter. And so once again, Calvary Christian Academy, three, three main things. It's a Christ-centered school that offers students an excellent education along with a strong biblical, what's the last word? Worldview. World what is a worldview? If you don't get anything else, get this. So if you're with me right now, say amen. amen. Listen, a worldview is a set of beliefs that form the lens of how you see the world and how you make decisions. A worldview, everybody's got one, is a set of beliefs 
that form the lens of how you see the world and how you make decisions. How many of you ever looked through binoculars before? And you're looking through the binoculars, right? And sometimes it's clear, but if you change that little dial in the top middle, it gets all blurry. Okay, your child is gonna grow up with one of two worldviews. They're either gonna see clearly from God's perspective or they're gonna be all blurry. Your child, the one that God planted as a seed in your home, is gonna grow up. But they're gonna grow up with one of two worldviews, either a biblical worldview or a secular humanistic worldview. They're either gonna see clearly from God's perspective or they're gonna see blur. They're either gonna have a worldview where Christ is the center and his word guides the decisions of their life or they're gonna have a worldview where man is the center and man's fallen, selfish ideas guide his or her life. And moms and dads, the choice to which worldview your kids ascribe is up 99% to you. Train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so what worldview will your, will your child have? Will they adopt a view where Christ is the center or man is the center? And so the question is, will you help us in our endeavor to help your child develop a biblical worldview? Will you help us to build this Christian school in the future? That's the question. And so right now, I'm moving from preaching to a business meeting. Okay, so the second half, this is outside the box. We hardly ever do this, but I wanna give you details of our future building project, and I wanna tell you how much it's gonna cost in order for us to move forward. And so we're gonna build this school in three phases. And so here's, we'll start with three pictures. Here's phase one. Right across the street there, across Peachtree, we own that property, we bought it two years ago. And so phase one will be a building Two-story building, it's gonna have 13 classrooms, it's gonna have administrative offices, it's gonna have obviously a paved parking lot, it's gonna have landscaping, and it's gonna have a covered basketball or hard court. That phase one building is gonna be 25,000 square feet. Okay, to give you a perspective, the building that you're in now, not the room, but the building that you're in right now, not the children's building, not that one, but this building right here is just under 20,000 square feet. And so if the phase one building will be larger than the building that we're sitting in right now. But here's the thing, I don't wanna stop there. I wanna continue to build for the glory of God. So we have a phase two. And the phase two is gonna be 20,000 additional square feet. It's gonna be a two-story building as well, attached to phase one, nine additional classrooms for a total of 22 classrooms, that's gonna include two labs, that's gonna include a large multi-purpose space that can be divided into small rooms, and again, that's additional 20,000 square feet. But we're not done yet, we wanna build this thing in three phases, and so phase three, as the funds continue to come in, we will enclose that covered basketball court for a full gym, that'll be additional 10,000 square feet uh, gymnatorium, and so when you look at all three phases together, that's gonna be 55,000 square foot building right there on St. James, just south of our current campus today. And so that's what, by the way, is anybody excited about 
excited about this at all? Okay. And so our plan is to start right off the bat, first year with a K through five. And then we would like to add one grade every single year. Now, if you're with me here, say amen, because this is huge. I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, with everything that I have inside of me, I want a high school in the future. So not just K through eight, I wanna see K through 12. I wanna help come alongside parents. Our, our staff wants to help come along, alongside parents, partner with parents as uh, we develop and disciple your kids all the way through up until they go to college. And so as we get down the road, because we're adding a grade a year, when we finally get to a high school stage, we have at least three really cool options that we'll share with you down the road. Now, the campus across the street isn't just gonna be for the school, it's also gonna be for our church. How many of you guys believe our church will continue to grow? Right, I think, I mean, look, just, just look around right now at how many people are in this room. We got an ad, ad at Saturday night service at some point, and so we'll continue to grow into the future. We're gonna continue to reach families for Jesus in the future. As we do that, we need more space. And so how will the church use the campus across the street? Well, during phase one, uh, we'll be able to use that campus for life groups during the week, discipleship classes in the evenings. We're gonna have extra children's ministry space on Sunday morning. We're gonna have outside activities under the covered multi-purpose court. Um, we're gonna have team meetings, and here's my favorite, we're gonna have extra parking. That's gonna be important. Now, let, let me just share with you, um, <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know what? Sometimes I wonder if my preaching and teaching is having any effect on people at all. Because the stories that I hear at staff meeting about how some of you act in the parking lot after the sermon. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? What's happening out there? And it's after they heard the message? And just so you know, I mean, that could be discouraging for a pastor. And so can I encourage you, we're gonna take some of the stress off and we're gonna have parking on both sides of the street someday, but can I encourage you until then, Listen to Jesus, love one another out there. Love one another out there, okay? <laughs> and just in case you didn't hear what I just said, we'll continue to have police officers here every single week, all right. <laughs> and so in phase two, uh, how will the church be able to use the campus? We'll, have, we'll be able to move Sunday morning middle school over there. And so um, we're gonna split elevation on Sunday night, from high school and middle school. We're gonna move middle school to Sunday morning during phase two, and then phase three, there's so many things we can do uh, with that gymnatorium, but we'll have high school ministry over there, fellowship dinners, games and activities, et cetera, et cetera. Now, before we go to the next point, the next slide, um, I'm gonna show you how much this is gonna cost, and I know you're gonna gasp, so I want all of us on the count of three to just gasp right now <laughs> and get it over with before we see the next slide. You ready, one, two, three. <gasps> all right, now show them. All right, so the estimated cost, you still gasped. <laughs> the estimated cost is 4.9, and that is include the site. Did you guys know that site prep work is $1.1 million for a total of around 6.1? Now, 
Two things about that. Number one, we're right on target with other schools that are being built. In fact, we did the research and we found a school, I'm not gonna name who they are, but it was recently built, and their price per square foot is very similar to our price per square foot. And so it's, it's uh, this is the cost of, of doing business. But here's the thing, we can sit on our hands and do nothing and let the culture continue to go in the toilet, or we can step up and do something. And by the way, let me also say this, that number, $6 million, it may seem a lot to us, but how many of you guys understand that that's nothing for God? Do you understand that? And so here you have the 12 spies in the wilderness, and Moses says, go on in the promised land. Hey, check it out and bring back the report. You guys remember what happened? 10 of them came back with the tails between their legs. They wanted to sit on their hands and do nothing. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They started spreading fear throughout the camp. We can't do this. There's giants in the land. You guys remember the two guys who stood up with faith in God? You guys remember their names? Joshua and Caleb. That's the heart we need as we move forward in faith because Joshua and Caleb said, hey, those, yes, there are giants, we saw them, but guess what? They're, grass, they're, they're nothing compared to God. And so, question, is God in this? Answer, yes, God's in it. And so, where God guides, God provides. I'm, I'm taking a little extra time for third service um, just to, to, to let you guys know, I think it was year two, we're in 13 and a half years doing this. I think it was year two that God spoke so, so clearly that we were to have a Christian school someday. I never knew it was gonna take so long into the future to do this, but guess what? When God promised Abraham and Sarah that they'd have a son, they never knew it would take so long for Isaac to come along either. Here's the thing, God's promise never changes. It's just a timing issue. We can't lose faith during the timing. And so site work, $1.1 million, here's the business meeting part. Uh, what does that include? Tree mitigation, clearing, dirt fill. Have you ever heard the phrase, that's cheap as dirt? That's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> dirt, pardon the bad English, dirt ain't cheap. When Pastor Lee told me how much the dirt's gonna cost to fill things up over there, wow, thank, thank God we have a big God, all right? It, it, the site work includes a storm drainage system, a sewage system, fire system lines, underground electrical work, fully paved parking lot, and during phase one, all the site work will be done for phases one, two, and three right then, and that's why the cost per square foot will be a little higher during the first phase as opposed to the next two phases. Am I making sense to you guys? All right, look at the next graphic here. Um, here's how much we have spent already as we have moved forward with buying the land for the school and getting prepared for the school. We've already spent almost, almost $400,000. Now, what does that include? That includes the down payment for the land across the street that we bought two years ago, the monthly payments every month. Um, the site plan development, the traffic studies, the engineer team fees, 
That's civil, architectural, mechanical, and electrical. That's the city of Port St. Lucie permits and impact fees. That's the South Florida water management district fees, and that's consultant fees. And so what I wanna say for those of you who've been with us for the last couple years or so, and you have been giving, number one, your tithes faithfully, but then number two, above your tithe, you've been giving to what used to be the building fund, but now is the Calvary Christian Academy Fund. For those of you who have done that, I wanna say thank you from the bottom of my heart because we could never even have a service today without your faithful giving. And so that money has been spent, but it's been on a good cause. Um, we've had so many meetings over the last year and a half with our construction company, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and give the names now. This, this was decided over a year ago. Our construction company is R.K. Davis. Our architect is Tony Donatio and Associates. Our civil engineer is Rod Kennedy and the Engineering Designs and Construction. Just to get to where we are today has been such a long process because we had to change the zoning on the land across the street. We had to get a special exception to, get it, to do a private school. And not only that, but we also had to get the biggest thing, our site plan approval from the mayor and the city council. And so I wanna say thank you again for those of you who showed up to some of those city meetings, and you know who you are, all of you who prayed us through all of those meetings, and also, again, all of those who have been giving to Calvary Christian Academy. Now, if we were to raise 20% for the down payment on $6.1 million, that means we would need to raise $1.2 million Okay, and so our current balance, because we've spent so much money already, is down to 62,000. Okay, and so that means we need to raise a little over $1.1 million if, if we put 20% down. Um, and just know that that down payment is gonna go come down uh, when we go to the bank for our loan, and here's why. Because we're gonna have equity in our land across the street and we've already spent a lot of money on expenditures like architectural design fees, professional inspections, and project man management fees, et cetera, okay? And so that down payment will come down um, as we move forward with the bank. Now, I don't wanna limit God, so what if we brought 30% in um, as a down payment? And, and by the way, this is just like when you built, built your home or you bought your home. Um, the larger the down payment on your home, the smaller the monthly mortgage payments and the less interest you had to pay the bank. And so it's the same thing. And, and so if we uh, trusted the Lord and we saw 30% come in, that means we need to raise about $1.7 million. I would love to see us raise 30% or more for our down payment Okay, and so what is the goal date? Okay, the first goal date that we have um, is May 1st, 2018. That's six months and one week from today. You say, why that date? Because construction is gonna take 12 to 15 months. So if we have the down payment, we go to the bank and we get the loan, we break ground, that's June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Best case scenario, the school's built May of 2019. It may run over. How many of you guys know construction projects always run over? 
And so it may run over a bit, but we'll have time to be able to open the doors August of 2019. If the money does not come in by May 1st, 2018, listen to this, everything is postponed for one year. You say, why one year? Because you can't start a school in the middle of a year. Does that make sense to you guys? It's gotta start August of whatever year, you're, um, whatever year you start the school. And so here's the thing, it's the Lord's will, but the timing is absolutely in his hands as we move forward. Here's the answers to some of your questions. Uh, when are we gonna clear the land? Technically, we could clear the land this week if we wanted to. But the city came to us, and they've been going to other builders, by the way, in Port St. Lucie, and they asked us and other builders to wait to clear the land until just before groundbreaking. Um, the reason, one of the reasons that they've made that policy is because they don't want dust bowls in their city. Okay, we understand that. Here's what you need to know. We wanna be a friend to our city. And so that's a small concession, praise the Lord, we'll wait until we, um, before we break ground to clear the land. Two, when can we break ground? 60 days after the submittal of that down payment. And then three, how long will construction take? Already said it, 12 to 15 months is what R.K. Davis told us um, moving forward. All right, how can we participate financially? How can I give as we continue uh, to move forward here? And that is you can go to calvarypsl.com or you can give through uh, safely and securely through your push pay application. Now here's where I wanna get you know, just really real with you guys. Please, as you, as you give gifts to the school, don't rob Peter to pay Paul. You say, what do you mean? What I mean is there's a principle in the Bible called the tithe. It predates the law by hundreds of years. We're not legalistic about it, but we see the principle of putting God first in our finances. It's your regular offering. I wanna encourage you to keep doing that. Why? Because we have a growing church. <laughs> we have over 20 people on staff. We have um, different mission organizations and other organizations that we support 10%. We tithe back by giving it out to missions and benevolence and church plants, et cetera. And so your regular offering, God uses that to sustain the church. And so don't rob Peter to pay Paul. In other words, pray about what you can do over your regular offering for the school. Some of you could easily make very large donation, 50,000, 100,000 more dollars. And here's, here's something just to encourage you. I was casting vision for Calvary Christian Academy some months ago, and one of our um, people who live up north, but they uh, come here during the winter, um, heard me casting vision for the Christian school. And they pulled out their checkbook and they wrote a $100,000 check to Calvary Christian Academy. Okay, what does that tell me as a pastor? Number one, it tells me there's more confirmation God's in this, and number two, where God guides, he provides. That's good, we should clap, we should clap for that. And so God, God's in it, and that person will, be, will always remain anonymous. I don't even know who that person is. Pastor Lee knows, but I choose not to know who gives what. Um, I don't wanna treat anybody differently at our church based on what you give. That's just my own personal belief. Lots of pastors disagree with me, but oh well. Um, and then when it comes to um, 
people who are gonna be working at the project, we had one vendor who will remain anonymous, and that person has told us they're donating $100,000 of their work to the school. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And, and, and so I'm just giving you a couple, there's more, I'm giving you a couple of examples of how, yeah, $6 million may seem like a lot, but when God's in something, uh, God's in something. Um, I'm, I'm not asking those of you who absolutely cannot make a massive donation to give a massive donation. I know you can't. Here's what we're not asking. We're not asking for equal gifts. We are asking for equal sacrifice. Does that make sense to you guys? That's what I love about the tithe. No one's tithe is equal because we all make different amounts of money. And so God's into this whole principle of not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. Our giving should be regular, it should be proportional, and it should be sacrificial. And so what my wife and I decided to do months ago is to lead by example. I don't share any of this to brag. I just shared this to lead by example. Uh, number one, we don't have any credit card debt. We think credit cards are from the pit of hell. And I'm so happy last Tuesday, I'm so happy last, Tuesday, last Monday and Tuesday with uh, Financial Peace University, we saw hundreds of credit cards just being cut up here on this stage. That was a beautiful thing because consumer debt, unsecured debt, we do have all those payments, as Dave Ramsey said last week, man, what could you do if you no longer had all those payments? You could live like no one else, but more importantly, you could give like no one else. And so my wife and I made a decision, we're going to lead by example. We don't have any credit card debt, and so um, we decided above our tithe to support orphans in Haiti, so we do that. And then we also uh, are making a sacrificial monthly gift to the Christian school. In addition to that, we're gonna go before the Lord in the next week and we're gonna pray, Lord, what sacrificial gift do you want us to give above that? Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, quite frankly, if I'm, if I'm up to my ears in debt and I'm not giving, um, I can't expect you guys to do anything. And so, did you hear the ball just go thump? It just landed in your court. The question is, do you really want the school? Do you believe God's in it? Are you willing to go and pray and ask God what he wants you to do. I wanna ask you, yeah, we can clap for that too. And so, I wanna ask you to pray with your spouse. What, what can we do? Look at your finances, and then in addition to that, um, see if you're able, um, above your regular offering, to start giving regularly uh, to the school, because there's gonna be a long season that the church will subsidize the school until the school gets on their own feet, has their own budget, their own board, and they're able to make their own ends meet. And so pray about that regular gift um, as well. What we're not gonna do today, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with pledges in churches. I know for some building campaigns, some, ch some churches have blown it and lost their testimony. I know others have done it really, really well. I'm not personally against pledges, but today is not the day where ushers are gonna come down and they're all gonna give you guys pledges, and then you've got you know, three minutes to fill out your pledge and hand it to the side. I don't like pressure, and I don't like guilt to be a motivating, a motivating factor for your giving. I want the Holy Spirit and his love to be the motivating factor of your giving. 
And so just go to him. Ask him what you want him, what he wants you to do and be obedient to what he calls you uh, to do. And so um, the way that you can give, um, um, let me just say this, you can give cash, stocks, bonds, assets, like real estate, vehicles, boats, jewelry, et cetera. All that is tax deductible. We're gonna go to the bank and various vendors and we're gonna ask them, what can you do for us? And so now I'm asking you guys, what will you do for the Lord and his church and his future school? If you'd like to give, then here's what you do. You go to our website and, yeah, go ahead and click on Calvary Port St. Lucie first so they can see the, the main website. So you go to calvarypsl.com, then you go over top right, click on give, and then once you click on give, um, you, it takes you to that page and click on give now push pay. When you click on that, then you just go down to the fund and you click on Calvary Christian Academy. It's that easy. When it comes to uh, future employment opportunities, I wanna encourage you guys, uh, don't turn in your resumes or your applications now. What we're gonna do is we're gonna hire the best of the best school administrators um, as we get closer to groundbreaking, and we're gonna let that person receive all resumes and all applications, okay? And so don't, don't send your resumes and applications to Pastor Lee. We'll save that for a future date with our future Christian school um, administrator. And then if you want any other um, um, questions, Pastor Lee and I, other pastors are available to answer your questions. You can go to calvarypsl.com and click on Future School, and you can follow along um, every single month how we're doing with our giving toward that uh, down payment. And so, if this was really a church business meeting, I would take questions. But this is a church service, so we're gonna close in prayer. <laughs> and I will be available afterwards. So please stand to your feet. If you're visiting with us today, uh, let me just say thank you for being here. Uh, next week, we're gonna be back in Revelation. We're gonna be in Revelation chapter 20. Such an amazing chapter about the future millennial kingdom that's coming here to this earth, and we're gonna split it up into two halves. And so I'll be teaching two Sundays on, the, on Revelation chapter 20. We're excited to get back to the verse-by-verse -verse teaching of God's word. Prayer partners, come on forward. The prayer partners are available on either side of the platform. If you have any ministry or prayer needs, they're available to pray confidentially for you right after I close in prayer now. So Father, thank you. A lot to be said, but Lord, uh, your vision is huge and we're excited. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on the goal and help us to keep our eyes on you, Jehovah Jireh, our provider of all things. Thank you for the principle of where you guide, you provide. And thank you, Lord, that we can, with eyes of faith, look forward to what you're gonna do across the street. We look forward, Lord, to the thousands of kids in the future, students who are gonna be impacted in a Christ-centered school, receiving that excellent education along with that strong biblical worldview. And so we commit that to you. We commit the timing, Lord, to you. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, God bless you guys. See you next Sunday. One of the greatest gifts God can give his children is the assurance of their salvation. If you're not sure where you stand with God, we want to help. Visit our website at calvarypsl.com. Click on I'm new here, then knowing Christ.